Happy New Year. So it's not the new year yet. I know that. I just want to say Happy New Year. How many of you are crazy excited about this new year coming up? Yeah, that, I mean, that's good. I know that many of us, maybe we've been busy and entering 2020 really wasn't on our radar. Anybody there? I mean, to the last day or two, you're thinking, man, 2020's here. Is that, have you had that thought? Have you had that thought like, wow, 2020, it was only 20 years ago, it was Y2K, right? The whole world is going to fall apart. Anybody else had that thought? Yeah, it was 20 years ago, people were building bunkers. Maybe we're not really nervous or excited or looking forward to or dreading 2020 because we haven't really, you know, given it a lot of thought. I read this the other day about the time between Christmas and, and New Year's. It said, due to the holidays, Monday has been moved to Wednesday, and hump day is now Thursday. Friday will remain where it is, but Saturday does not exist this week. Anybody been there? What about this one? About the days between the holidays. They're the days when you you don't know what day it is. Food is appalling. You don't know whether it's such alarm or not. And you have no clue what you should be doing. (laughs) You've been there. I mean, it's just you have these in-between days. So uh, the most common reaction, really, honestly, I've asked some people, the most common reaction about the new year is this. It's already here. Really? It's already here. The holidays come and go, and it seems like all of a sudden we're saying, Happy New Year. And it cracks me up that we act surprised. You ever, it's like, it's 2020. Like, I didn't know that was coming for a whole year. Right? Oh, my gosh, it's here. Really? You didn't know it was coming? But we've been busy. Usually Thanksgiving to Christmas are crazy busy times for us. And then all of a sudden, here's the new year. So what I want to do today is I want to talk about how to look forward to 2020 or how to look forward to the new year. So turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, uh, if you would, please. I'm going to take just a few minutes and look at how we can and how we should and and how... um, we can look forward to, to the new year coming up. Instead of being shocked that it's here or focused on what didn't happen last year, how can we look forward to 2020? And as we talk about this, I just want to get this out there uh, to start with. For many people, you're thinking, and, and I know I have these thoughts run through my mind, can I even look forward to 2020? Is that really a year I can look forward to? I mean, you watch the news and you see what's happening in our society and good night and what's happening in government and, and just everything that's going on across the world. And, and you wonder, can we, is there anything to even look forward to in 2020? Well, I believe that we can, as believers in Christ, look forward to it. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It instructs us, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, we come, and as always, we give you these few minutes that we have together to hear from you. We sing songs about Jesus and about you, God, and, and about your, your involvement in our life and how we can run to you in your open arms 
and how we just want Jesus. Just give me Jesus. And I pray that that would not just come off our lips, but be our heart in 2020. As we cover and look at these things today, may we evaluate through the lens of the Holy Spirit where we are and and, and what you have for us in 2020. And wherever you challenge us, wherever you take us, wherever you guide us, I pray we'd be willing to take those steps to make 2020 the greatest and best year we've ever had in living and loving you. So we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, if you think in order for you to look forward to 2020, everything's going to have to be perfect in 2020, every situation is going to have to go your way, every circumstance is going to have to be a good one, and all the people that you know in your life are going to treat you right, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be sorely disappointed in 2020. But as Hebrews instructs us, if we look to Jesus in 2020, then we can look forward to the coming year. If we look to Jesus to grow us and love us and use us and empower us and and to, to the possibility of our Lord and Savior splitting that sky, the trumpet sounding and him coming back in 2020, if we look forward to, to even that, boy, that's something we can look forward to, isn't it? I can look forward to 2020 and growing more in who I am in Christ and and loving more like Christ wants me to and being empowered more in my life by the Holy Spirit. I can look forward to those things. if If we just focus on the circumstances, situations, if things have to change outside of my control for me to look forward to the year, I will not look forward to 2020. Now with that thought or those thoughts in mind, I want to talk about four things you and I can do steps that we can take to look forward to this coming year. And I encourage you to take some notes. In your bulletin, there's always a place to take notes. I encourage you to write these down. Uh, Write some other thoughts that you may have. Keep these in front of you. Don't just throw them with the 14 other bulletins in your Bible and never look at this again. All right? Take it out. Looking forward to the year. Look at it all January. Get these thoughts ingrained because it'll help you, I promise you. Four things to look forward to. First of all, something to let go of something to adjust, something to do, and something to hold on to. That's the four things we're going to cover. So what is something that we can look forward to in the new year? Well, we can look forward to the new year if we'll let go of our worries. Excited about that one, aren't you? Not a lot of amens on that one. Didn't hear them. Didn't hear one. If we want to look forward to 2020, we need to let go of our anxieties, let go of our worries. Now, that's real easy to say, but difficult to do, right? I can stand up here and flippantly say, hey, you want to be godly? Let go of your worries. Next point. But that doesn't help much. I mean, I, I know we should, but that doesn't help me much. Kind of remember, I remember that song, if y'all remember this. It was all the way back in 1988. You remember that song? Bobby McFerrin wrote it. And the four key words were, don't worry. Now, see, don't you hate that song? I hate that song. Now it's going to be stuck in every one of your brains like it is in mine for the last week since I've been putting this together. You know, it just, it just has this, ah, oh, I don't like that song. It just, he makes it sound so easy, right? Hey, don't worry. Just be happy. It's like, I, I, I want to be happy, but how do I not worry? That's my question. Bobby, you didn't tell me in your song. Help me out a little bit. 
You know, there was a pilot one time who was flying his plane, and he was fairly new at flying planes, and, and he wasn't uh, real experienced on landing by his instruments. He landed by sight well. But one day when he was up flying, the clouds moved in, fog moved in, and he was going to have to do an instrument landing, and he began to worry about his landing, right? So he, he told the air traffic controller about his worry because he wasn't that experienced on instrument landing. And this is the response he received from air traffic control. You just obey the instructions. We will take care of the obstructions. You just obey the instructions and we will take care of the obstructions. Isn't that how we're to follow God? We are to obey his instructions, and he'll take care of the obstructions. Now, I'm going to ask you right now, and I want to hear you, yes or no. Do you believe that we are to follow God's instructions? And if we do that, he will take care of everything else. Do you believe that? Okay, so uh, Psalms 37.8 says this, do not fret. Do not fret. That word fret means? Worry. And it says do not fret, it only causes harm. So worry causes us harm. When we worry about something, it does us harm. That's what God's word says. He instructs us not to worry. If we just follow the instructions, he'll take care of the obstructions. Now that sounds good preaching, right? But how many worries are we going to carry out with us today? Knowing, shouting out, saying yes to that we are to, to not worry, that God's word says don't worry, it says don't fret, that we're not supposed to do it, and yet as God's people, <laughs> we'll do ourselves harm. Now, how do you let go of worry then? Give me something to grab onto, Robbie. Well, sometimes we want to try logic, and I'm going to tell you how not to first, okay? Sometimes we want to we use logic. So uh, if I was trying to argue with you that you don't need to worry and I would throw out a statistic to you like this. A study was done and a man found that 92% of the things we don't worry or we worry about never happen. 92%. I'm telling you, look, don't worry about it. You know why? Because 92% of what you're worried about is not going to happen. What's going through your mind right now? Your worries are in the 8%. Right? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's great for everybody else, but every one of my worries is in that 8%, so I need to worry because it's going to happen. Logic doesn't work. So what do we do? 1 Peter 5, 7. Instruction. Casting all your care on him, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Casting all your care upon him. Why? For he cares for you. Now, I want you to think about this with me. As a parent... Let's just bring this down a little bit, right? As a parent, I always wanted what was best for my kids. I still want what's best for my kids. And if I can do something for them, I'm going to do it. Do you agree with that? Right? And I would tell a, a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or a nine-year-old, don't worry about that. That's not yours to worry about. That's mom and dad's to worry about. That's mom and, mom and dad will take care of that. Right? Don't, as a seven-year-old, they don't need to be worried about things. You know, like, what if, what if you lose your job and we don't have a place to live? Don't worry about that. That's my worry, right? It's not yours to worry about. And yet, as the children of God, the Word of God says, hey, we cast all of our cares, all of our worries. Give all those frets. 
to Jesus. Why? Because he cares for you. He cares for us. And if we follow the instructions, he'll take care of the obstructions. But that takes trust. We're to, we're to cast our cares on him. It's that idea of fishing, right? To put that worry or get, get something that you've been worried about or you're worried about this coming year in 2020 or it tends to come back and haunt you, right? You just, you let it go and it comes back. But it's this idea of casting it onto Jesus and giving it to him because he can carry it and we can't, right? It weighs us down. It causes us harm. It, it just, it's not healthy for us. So we cast it onto Jesus, this idea of fishing. But what do we do with that once we cast it? Oh man, I'm gonna reel that thing back in. Then what do we have to do again? Yeah, we got to cast it back out to Jesus and give it to him again. And then we have a tendency to what? Reel it back in again. So I'll say this. It's real good to say casting all your cares on him for he cares for you. That makes sense. But quit reeling it back in. Keep casting, keep casting, keep casting. Leave it there with him. Our text tells us, let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every weight, every sin. And folks, worry is a sin because we're told not to do it. And that's what we need to do with the weight of worry. Lay it aside, uh, cast it to Jesus. Let Jesus deal with it. Let him carry it. We need to look to Jesus and not the circumstances because as believers in Christ, so many times we talk about a God that we trust, about walking in faith, that we live by faith and not by sight, right? It's all this teaching that we know in the scriptures that we can quote and things we can tell others to do. And yet then we worry and worry and worry and we look at our circumstances instead of to Jesus who's the author and finisher of our faith. We don't cast everything to him. We don't trust him enough to take care of that situation because I don't trust him enough. I'm going to worry about it. What message does that send to everybody else? <laughs> so what, what can you let go of today? I'm not talking about the 14 things. Just one. Let's start there. What's one worry? One, one concern, if you want to be spiritual and call it that, Okay. One concern that you have going into 2020 that you have no control over that you got to give to God. What's one? Write that thing down. I encourage you, write it down. And then you keep casting that onto Jesus and, and, and you watch how you're healthier because of that. So what can you let go of today? We need to let go of some worries in this new year. The second thing we can look forward to in this next year is we can adjust something. And I'm going to throw out there to you that we can adjust some expectations that we have. Adjust our expectations. The way you think about something is going to govern your life. The expectation you have about something is going to lead your life. If my expectation is to run with endurance this race that God has me in from our text, if my, if my my expectation is to know that this is a marathon that we're in, a journey we're in with God, and that it's going to be hard at times. It's going to be tough at times. It's going to, be, it's going to hurt some at times. It's, there's going to be some pain involved at times. If my expectation is that, then when those times come, and they will, I will not quit. I will not stop. I won't blame God for it. I'll let him help me through it. 
See, if you have an expectation of 2020 that this is the year you have been waiting for, it's going to be perfect, it's going to be great, everything's going to get better, you know, everything's going to be okay, then I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a very, very, very difficult year for you. Expectations are huge. It's kind of like that, that Christmas uh, gift that you got, and it's an under-the-tree type of gift when the kids were little. Remember those? And, and you bought it, and it said, some assembly required. Remember those gifts? And so about 10 o'clock at night, you got the kids to bed and you thought, well, some assembly required, I'll take 30 minutes or an hour and I'm gonna put this thing together real quick, get it under the tree, get a little bit of sleep and then we'll get up in the morning and enjoy Christmas. And you start to put that thing together and six o'clock in the morning, you're tightening the last stinking screw. Eight hours later and you're sliding it, well, actually you threw it under the tree, hoping it didn't break, right? Like there, finally, it's done. Why are you frustrated? Why? I mean, you got mad, you're angry, you're tired, right? It's just, you're not, you're not in a good, good place. <laughs> you're not ready to enjoy Christmas. Because the box said, some assembly required. When the box should have said, Satan designed this contraption, it's going to take eight hours of your life, put it together. <laughs> right? I mean... That's what it should have said. At least I would have known going in. Look, we bought a toy that Satan did and it's going to take me eight hours all night long to put this together. At least I would have known going in. Expectations are huge. When expectations don't meet, don't meet reality, we get frustrated. So when it comes to looking forward to 2020, what are you expecting? Are your expectations realistic? There's no such thing as a perfect year. So what are you looking for? What are you expecting? You say, well, okay, so rational, right? Logical thinking then is this. I've had people tell me this because I teach a lot on the law of expectation because it's huge in our life. And, and people have told me before, well, then if I don't expect anything, then I can't be disappointed, right? That's logical thinking. So I just won't expect anything. <laughs> somebody just said it to somebody. Like, I don't know. That would be the logical thing. But here's the problem with that. If that's you, if you have absolutely no expectations of life, then welcome to the world, Eeyore. <laughs> and we're going to call you that, okay? may hurt your feelings a little bit, but I'm just going to call you that. Hello, Eeyore. You're going to be the most depressing person to be around. Because you have no expectations. Oh, yeah, see, knew that was going to happen. Yeah, well, there it is again, yeah. Oh, look at that. I'm just... Really? That's who we want to be? There's a balance. That doesn't work to think that way. So, so what you do is this. What should your expectations be? What's a fair expectation in 2020 to help us look forward to the year? Not only do we need to let go of some things, let go of worry or some, some sins like that. We need to focus on Jesus. Get your eyes and your heart off of the circumstances, off of situations, off of things that you cannot control, and just fix that, your heart and your eyes on Jesus. Fix them there. See, we're to live by faith and not by circumstances. And so many believers, our day depends on our circumstance. If the circumstances are good, then it was a good day. You ask some people, some Christians, some believers, how was your day? Well, it was a good day because nothing bad really happened. Really? Really? Shouldn't we take, be a little bit more 
deeper in our maturity with Christ than that? To say, how was your day? Well, it was a good day. I loved Christ today. I loved God today. God used me to influence some others today, to empower me to be an influence for him today, right? It was a good day because I'm expecting to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. Everything else, yeah, that's, that doesn't really matter because I'm, I'm focused on him. Shouldn't that be who we are? Instead of letting circumstances and situations dictate how we feel and what our day, what we think it went or how our day was. Here's a good verse, 2020. I always struggle with memorizing this verse. I've tried and tried and tried, and I always get them backwards. I get it turned around. Uh, But it's a great verse. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Think on these things. You know what a lot of us need to do in 2020? Philippians 4.8. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, whatsoever things are virtue, whatsoever thing, Right? Meditate and think on these things. Get our minds off of all the junk. Get our eyes and our heart fixated on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's it. And think on the good things. Maybe that needs to be your theme verse for this year. How do you look forward to the new year? You let go of some worries. You adjust your expectations. Maybe we're going to 2020 expecting to love God and love others more. And then just go from there. That'd be a good place to start. And then the third thing we can do to look forward to this year is this. We can take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. Right here at the beginning of the year, we can take a step of faith that we've been putting off. We can take a step of faith that we've been, you know, pushing away. If if we want to look forward to the new year, then faith has to be a part of the new year. It has to be. And there's a chapter in the Bible, in Hebrews chapter 11, and if you'll notice, and you'll think about it, right, we, our text is in Hebrews 12, and the first word of Hebrews 12 is what? What's the first word? Therefore. Not the beginning of a conversation. Therefore. <laughs> Therefore what? Ah, chapter 11. We call it the Hall of Faith chapter. The chapter of faith. If you've studied the word of God. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not not seen. We're to be a people of faith. We're to walk by faith, not by sight. We're to trust God and not circumstances. We're to look to Jesus and not this world. All the instruction that we're supposed to follow and God will take care of the obstructions in our life. All of those things. But the rest of chapter 11 goes and talks about people of faith and action. True faith always leads to action. Always. And there are millions of ways that, that faith can act in our lives. See, a lot of people think, well, if I'm, I'm a person of faith, then I'll read my Bible and go to church. That's the beginning step. That, that's the beginning. And I applaud you for being here today. I'm so glad you're here today. But, but it's a, this is just part of it, of being a person of faith. So much carries on to our weeks and our days and our family and our friends and our relationships and our work and everything else. We're to be a person of faith everywhere we go. 
And so you, you look at this chapter, the people that are mentioned in this chapter were not just people of faith, but that faith led them to action. And let me share some things that, that I pulled out of this for us. Some people, because in this chapter 11, because they had faith, they understood. Their faith led them to understand some things. They understand that the heavens were formed to God's command. They understood that, that God made everything. Sometimes faith just needs to understand. Sometimes you just need to understand that God wants you to follow the instructions and he'll take care of the obstructions. Maybe that's just what you need to understand today to take that step of faith. Faith just needs to understand that, that God is going to work out all things for good, for his purpose. Maybe it's just truly understanding that. Maybe that's the step of faith you need to take. Some people in chapter 11, uh, faith led them to offer. It led them to offer. They gave an offering to God. They offered themselves to God. They offered something they had for God's use. They offered them uh, their, their gifts and talents for God to use. Maybe that's the step you need to take, the step of faith. Not just you need to let go of something in 2020. Not just be that person that says, you know, I'm going to trust Jesus. Look to him. He's the author and finisher. I'm running in a race. I know that 2020 is going to have some difficult times, but I'm not going to focus on those. I'm going to love God and love people this coming year. Maybe, maybe you just need to offer something to him this year as a step of faith. Something you, you're struggling with, something you don't want to offer. Maybe that's your step of faith this year. You know, other people decided because they had faith. They actually made a decision. You know, that's a good thing to do, to, to decide. Uh, people in the chapter, they decided a decision based on faith and not circumstances or false expectations. They made a decision for God and they moved on that by faith. Some people built there's a guy in, the, in that chapter by the name of Noah. Anybody know what he built? Yeah, he built an ark, and I'm telling you, it was by faith that he built an ark. It hadn't rained on the earth. Hey, rain's coming. What's that? Don't even know what that is. It says, by faith, he built the ark. Some people, some people just build because of faith. Maybe that's you. Maybe God wants you to build something this year out of faith. Some people, in verse 11, they went because they had faith. Abraham was living in one place, and God said, no, nope, want you over here. Abraham went to where God want him, wanted him. So maybe that step of faith for you is, is to go or to do what God wants you to do. Some people trusted because they had faith. You know, back to the first point, worry is a sign of lack of trust in God. So maybe this next year, you move from worry to trust. That's an act of faith. Some people blessed others because of their faith. That means they encouraged other people. They gave them a blessing. Maybe that's a step of faith you need to take. Maybe this year in 2020, you, you say, I'm going to be a more positive person. I'm going to act by faith in God that I'm going to be encouraging and edifying and uplifting and, and be just uh, who God wants me to be to other people. Maybe that's a step of faith that, that you could take this year. We also see in chapter 11 where some saw things differently because of their faith. Some refused some things in their life because of their faith. Moses refused all the privileges that were offered to him. Why? Because of his faith. Other people persevered because of their faith. Some people kept the thing they had promised because they had faith. Some people welcomed other people in their, in their life because they had faith. Other people conquered because they had faith. Other people gained because they had faith. 
Maybe God's brought a, a different word to your mind as we, than what was mentioned here in chapter 11. What is it that God wants you to take a step on by faith in 2020? What is it that you've been putting off? What is it that you have been struggling with? What is it that, that it's been on your heart, but, but man, it takes faith to take that step and you haven't been willing to do that. You know how to look forward to 2020? is not only to let go of some things, not only to, to adjust my expectation to godly expectations, but it's also to take that step of faith that God wants you to take. Man, to look forward to that year that's coming here and to say, God, I'm willing to, 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 to adjust. I'm willing to give up. I'm willing to, to bless others. I'm willing to trust. I'm willing to go. I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do by faith. Man, 2020 is gonna be an awesome year if you do that. There's a lot of ways to do this. But whatever you do, write it down. Write it down and keep it in front of you. Because if you're not even willing to write it down, I promise you, you're not willing to take that step of faith. Write it down. And you know that, no, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm keeping it positive. So you want to look forward to 2020? Let go of your worries. Look to Jesus. Adjust your expectations. Look to Jesus. Take that step of faith by looking to Jesus, following his instructions, and trusting him with everything else. And then the last thing this morning is this. Hold on. You want to look forward to 2020? You got to go in with the mindset. And this sounds, this sounds unspiritual, but I'm telling you it is. Hold on. We have some teenagers here today. Man, you're holding on. Keep holding on. Put these things into your life in 2020, right? Look to Jesus. Get, get your eyes off the drama at school. Get the eyes off the drama of your girlfriends or your boyfriends. Get your eyes off all that stuff and get them on Jesus. This will help you your whole life. And hopefully some of us, you know, of y'all, maybe not me, are modeling this for you, teens. You know, you, you're 20-something. You're still searching. You're starting life. It's exciting. You're, you're just getting going, and, and things are falling into place, and things are happening. What are you looking forward to in 2020? A raise, a promotion, that next step, maybe that spouse or, or birth of a first child, whatever it is. If that's all you're looking forward to, there's more to life than that. Learn that now. For those of us in middle-aged or, or past Right? What are you looking forward to in 2020? Because I promise you this, there's going to be times in 2020 where it's all we're going to be able to do is to hold on. It's just to hold on. Romans 8 says this, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor a height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from Christ Jesus. Why in the world will we not have our eyes and our heart fixed on him? He's unchanging. Everything else changes. So get our eyes and our heart off everything else that changes. And get them on Jesus. Do you believe that God is bigger than any problem you have? Do you? Do you believe God is greater than any situation in your life? Do you believe that God is able to handle any circumstance for his honor and his glory that comes up in 2020? Do you believe that? I do. But am I willing to live 2020 like I believe it? If in the middle of 2020, if June of 2020, 
I met someone and, and they got to know me for about a month. I wondered what they would say about me. Would they say, man, I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> I don't like everything about him, but he's a man of faith. Would they say that? Or would they say, oh, he's a Christian and a believer, a pastor, but man, he worries a lot. He doesn't really trust God with a lot. Hasn't taken many steps of faith this year because hasn't really done anything. I wonder what somebody would say about me in June 2020. How can I look forward to this year? How can I take the steps that God wants me to take? How can I go to Romans 8 and say, you know what? Life can throw all these things at us. I'm just going to keep my eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. How do you hold on to God's love? You hold on to God's love by realizing <laughs> that you don't hold on to it. God holds on to you. God's got you and he's not going to let you go. Trust in that. Nothing can ever separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. We don't cling to him per se. He holds on to us. Some people think that God is watching over your shoulder just waiting for you to make a mistake. And as soon as you make that mistake, he's going to zap you, right? And go, oh, there it is. Yep, I knew you were going to make that mistake. The truth is, yes, he knew we were going to make that mistake. But he's not rejoicing in it. God loves us every moment of our life. He's not waiting to squish us with his thumb, okay? Like that little gnat. It's like, oh, that's not, that's not who God is. He's waiting to wrap us up in his arms and to love us and, and to make a difference in our life. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that we find. So by, by holding on, here's what I mean. I'm not meaning cling to the foot of Christ, you know, just hanging and dangling there and just holding on. What I'm saying is we hold on to the truth of God's word that we believe his instructions, that we follow his instructions, we hold on to it because it tells us that God will never let us go. God will never bring anything on us that he won't give us the power to honor and love him through. You hold on to the truth of his word and realize whatever the circumstance is, God loves you. So how do we look forward to 2020? You let go of worries. You line up your expectations with God's. Choose faith over doubt. It's a choice that we make, folks. Choose faith over doubt. And you hold on to God's love and the truth of his word. You see, if we do these things, I honestly believe we'll look back at 2020 and say, wow, 2020 was a great year in loving and serving God. If we don't, we're going to hear a sermon somewhat like this next year, maybe a challenge. And we're going to go, man, I didn't do that last year. I need to do that this year because 2020 was kind of a waste of living for God. Therefore, because we're a people of faith, therefore, we also, like the people in Hebrews 11, therefore, we as people of faith also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. What did they do in chapter 11? They laid aside everything. 
to be a, a person of faith and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run the race with endurance that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I promise you this, folks. If we'll keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, we can look forward to 2020. Father, we come once again. And I just pray, I ask that we would be a people of faith. Not just faith in believing who Christ is, the Son of God, the Messiah. Not just celebrating his birth during the Christmas season and recognizing uh, the Son of God came to earth. That's magnificent in itself. But to take it beyond that to a place in our lives, to that step of maturity in our lives, to, to take and cast our cares, to, to not fret, to give you our worries, the things we can't control that are out of our control and cast them upon you because your word tells us to. And God, I pray with all of my heart today that we as a people, that our expectations in 2020 would be so narrow that we just keep our eyes fixated on you, our hearts set on you. That is our expectation. That's what we're setting that top goal as, to love you, to cherish you, to grow, to be more like you. We have that expectation coming. Boy, I can look forward to 2020, Father. When I have that expectation, I'm excited talking about it. Just that what the possibilities of, if you don't come back in 2020, of being more like Jesus in 2020. And then just taking that step of faith, whatever that is in our life. Just trusting you and taking that growth step in our life. We can look forward to those things. And then holding on to your love. Knowing that... Life's hard, and life's difficult, and sometimes it's painful, and sometimes it hurts. But knowing in and through those times, those situations, those circumstances that come up in 2020, your love never goes away, and you're always there for us. So God, I pray today that you would just help us to be the people that you've called us to be, a people of faith, following your instructions, trusting you in everything. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. That's it. Thank you for being here today.